this is Nick Epstathio. He is the CEO of Central Media Group, and he's going to talk to us about the process of convergence that that company follows. Convergence is a little bit of a buzzword in the media industry, um, and he's essentially going to speak us through how Central Media Group went from being a regional radio station, which is OFM, uh, and then uh, acquired a series of separate business units, including a publishing arm and a digital arm and a talent management agency, and all of those converged into what is now a multimedia, multi-platform media company. So Nick, up to you. Hello, everyone. The grade, graveyard shift. Okay, so before we start, I believe there's a massive party at five o'clock or something, so I look forward to that. Who's got the free beers? Um, having said that, uh, before we get into the presentation about Convergence 101, the one thing I love about these conferences is that we've got to remind ourselves that these are the best jobs in the world. If you're an accountant, I feel sorry for you, although I am, um, but this is definitely the best job in the world. My name is Nick Stathio, CEO of Central Media Group. Uh, I love what I do. I'm grateful that we are able to do what we do on a daily basis. Now, to talk about Convergence, you would have uh, read the theme that, that Tim's uncle would have shared with you earlier. What I'm going to do is, is, is outline a, 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 a system we've used to grow our media share within Central South Africa. We started off as a radio station and saw opportunity within our ecosystem to grow into different media spaces. And you'll see that our ownership of certain titles as well as properties within Central South Africa actually swim against what some people say certain media types are dying. And when I talk about Central South Africa, sorry, that is Central South Africa, and this is an old joke, I feel like a weatherman. It's going to be cloudy and partly, whatever. <laughs> so we're based in Bloemfontein in a beautiful building, 200 squares, 2,000 squares, double story, nine broadcast studios, a print division, as well as a digital division, including an events company, but more a marketing services company. This is how Central Media Group is made up. Under the banner of Central Media, we have got the radio station, a print division, which is a joint venture with Caxton Publishing, Red Star Agency, and I'll explain how these businesses mushroomed out of this one, and digital platforms that all happened through opportunity. Now, under the... I'm going ahead of time here. I apologize. Under the heading of Convergence 101, what's important for us is to understand Central Media Group's vision, looking at where we actually do business. We want to be Central South Africa's leading media and entertainment solution. That is our motivation for business. How we drive our staff is through our value systems of integrity, innovation, making a positive contribution, diversity, excellence, and we missed one, drinking. <laughs> that normally comes in here. But now let's look at the companies. First of all, OFM is Central South Africa's number one commercial radio station. It's been around since 1986, and I'm going to take you through the history of the station as well. That'll give you a better feeling of how we converged all these media into one space to own the central South African landscape of media and be able to provide, it feels like a spider is going up here, to provide solutions to our clients. Then you look at Myring Publishing, well-known local community print products. They bring out a weekly newspaper called Bloemfontein Courant. It's the number one weekly newspaper in the space of 10 years. We've also got a glossy magazine, also a partnership with Caxton called Get It Magazine. And then we do other print opportunities as well. Custom printing, anything that you want to print, Myring Publishing can do. In the digital space, we've got digital platform, internet and digital business, whose services include website design and development, 
social media marketing, search engine optimization. Don't want to bore you too much. You can read what I'm reading. But digital platforms has become quite an important part of our convergence strategy because radio over time does not necessarily, is not necessarily going to terminate on FM. We need to be ahead of that curve to be able to have the digital solutions where we can take our products to our markets and our listeners and our users where they are playing. And we all know it all sits here. So we are ahead of that curve and we're quite excited. Red Star Agency is a specialist events and booking company offering its clients an integrated solution to events and promotional campaigns. Now, if you look at these four businesses, what we've done here is we've created the biggest radio station where as a client and as a user, you can access mass markets. We've taken the print side of that business, and people say print is dying. Print is evolving, not necessarily dying. Weekly newspapers are still incredibly strong in any market. If you look at here in Johannesburg, there are weekly newspapers. It's very super hyper-local. It's about your friend up the road who's having an affair with a dog. I read that story somewhere, I promise. So you ask the question, ever listen to the radio, surf the internet and send a WhatsApp, to a friend at the same time. That essentially is what convergence is. It's the merging of mass communication outlets, print, radio, the internet, along with interactive technologies. As a group, we established many years ago to stay in one pot, in one sector, would not be good. We would not be able to give uh, a value back to our shareholders, value back to our staff, and live the values of what we're trying to do. So to get, without getting too educated, rich societies enter the digital age and media industries. They're grappling with the opportunities that convergence gives because it does get confusing. Do we just grab at stuff or do we have products and sectors and offerings that actually complement each other? And that's what we're looking for. So why have we gone down this road? Of course, sales opportunities. Central Media Group becomes a one-stop shop for our clients as well as our audiences so our brands can live in their ecosystem all the time own all platforms and offer better value, and of course, access to much larger markets where they are. Media co convergence important in today's technologically advanced world. There's two kinds of uh, convergence that we've adopted, technological and economic. From a technology perspective, print, audio, eventing, video, this is quite important to us, to be offering more substantive efficient, effective content that we can deliver back to our audiences as well as our clients, not to mention the fact from an economic perspective, it furthers the success of one another because we all fall under the same umbrella and it gives us the opportunity for more growth and more growth. So now let's go back in time as to how we got here. Radio Rania, that was OFM's old name, was born in 1986 as part of the SABC. How ridiculous is the, are those haircuts? Wow. Urania stayed part of the SABC for 10 years until 1996, and then privatization came about, where Kajisu Media and AME bought the radio station from the SABC. Then Kajisu decided to run away and go buy Jacaranda. They're still part of us, but then in 2003, we repositioned the brand, based in Bloemfontein, covering central South Africa, to be the number one commercial radio station, which we have been for over 33 years. But then opportunity came a knocking. A big New Zealander walked into our office one day and said, hey guys, here's an idea. Would you like to be the testing ground for a, for a product called WUMF? Don't know if you guys know what it is, but WUMF was the word of mouth forum that OFM launched into the South African market. It did not do well, but what WUMF was, it was supposed to be a platform 
where audiences or consumers or users could go on and talk about products in a nice way. I went to this coffee shop and I had a great cheesecake. You should go there. It went completely the opposite direction. I went to the coffee shop. It was shit. Don't go there. Okay? So this existed, WMF, Word of Mouth Forum. We were the testing ground. existed for about six, seven years. But now as a radio station, we grappled with the fact of what are we doing with this? This is not us. I've got an idea. Let's create a business called Digital Platforms. Because then we took our website, we took it back. We decided to own our own website as well by employing developers, employing content contributors. So we had the website, ofm.co.za, and then we had WMF as one collective in one business. But OFM also became well known for the fact that we are able to be our clients' agencies. So now you're grappling in radio, plus you're doing digital, can't you do more for us? So we went, okay, that's an idea. Um, how, how does print sound? Yeah, okay, that print's great. Because of shareholding, without boring you again, we have got access to Caxton. So we brought out what we thought at the time was a great idea. OFMwheels.co.za, a website where you could load up second-name cars and possibly purchase them, Plus, we had a glossy magazine that you could get at certain dealerships as well. What we actually did, though, is solve a problem in the second-hand car market where it's very hard to advertise second-hand cars on radio. So we pushed second-hand, because they want, second-hand car markets want lists. We pushed the thought of a second-hand car market onto a website and a magazine because we had the capabilities as well as access to Caxton Print. From there, we decided, okay, why don't we go one step further? Schools, newspapers, same applies. Everybody wants to hear about their schools doing well on the rugby field, the hockey field, the netball field. So we created a newspaper, but used the radio station to push people to the website, as well as the print publication that was available. Of course, then after a few beers again, we went, let's bring something else out. Called Blumfontein Curant, who's now celebrating its 10th year in operation this year. The number one print publication in central South Africa. So to take you through the course, we went from radio to solve problems to go into the digital space, to then go into the print space. And now these are three totally different companies. So we needed somebody to be on the top. But it didn't stop there. As radio people, how often do you get a phone call from somebody going, anybody got Jeremy Loop's phone number? I want to book him for a gig. Happens a lot. Not for Jeremy, but you, know, you get the gist. So we went, how many more times must we get this phone call? Here's an idea. Why don't we create an eventing business? Because radio stations are known for their events. They know what they're doing, apparently. But do we have the expertise in our business to do this? No, we've got marketers looking after our specific brand. So how do we go further? Well, let's, let's grapple and test it. The great thing about a convergence strategy is if it doesn't work, you dump it. As long as you've got access to R&D funding to do it. So we created Red Star. Born in 2007, Red Star has also changed quite a few times. It became a booking house for artists, MCs. It became an eventing company. It's now become an eventing company. It does promotions and events, and it does SLA uh, service level agreements with other radio stations to be able to provide their marketing, their experiential marketing services, because we've got the expertise inside us. So essentially what we've done is all four companies under the Central Media Group have created a hold on the media space in central South Africa. 
We've spent a lot of R&D, we've spent a lot of research understanding what is it that our clients want. More importantly, because I've got access to mass radio audiences, I can understand what else they're interested in. Then we didn't stop there. The outdoor space is something we've always wanted to play in because our clients rely on us, a central media group, to be able to give them solutions in radio, print, digital, eventing, experiential, you name it. So what do we do then? Okay, why don't we try outdoor? So we opened up an outdoor business called Central Outdoor. The business lasted 12 months. It was very unsuccessful. Failure is not fatal. It's learnings. If you don't fail and learn from it, you're not doing it properly. So, actually I lied, three years. Yeah, wow, okay. <laughs> it felt shorter. So this is the structure of the company that we had. This was Central Media Group, print, radio, eventing, digital solutions, and outdoor. But of course, then we dumped the outdoor to rather concentrate on what is core to us. The sales teams work very closely hand in hand across the whole organization. The content delivery that we have got from an audio perspective as well as scripted perspective gets shared across the entire network. We are speaking to different audiences throughout the day on all these, all these platforms. And for, what, for, for us, what's important is to establish these brands and products as core to the lifestyle of our audiences in that space, not to mention the fact that a central media group, we want to own the global media landscape of Central South Africa. So this is what we actually do, what, what we've got. We're an all-purpose media house. We're the number one commercial radio station, the number one weekly print publication. We've got a digital services company. I'm very proud of digital platforms. Anybody here going to the 2022 World Cup in Qatar? There's a website you're going to have to go to to go put in your, your details to make sure you're not a terrorist. We made it. So if you give me your names, we'll get you in. I don't know about tickets though. Then marketing services. This is a competency that doesn't necessarily exist strong enough inside organizations, so they try and outsource it. But in down economies, what does happen is you give it to the receptionist to do the event, and then it turns into a joke. So we've got all these competencies as part of our convergence strategy, and this is very important to us, our human capital and our research-focused Attempts of what we try and do adds value not just to our business, but adds value to our client list as well. Creative idea sharing is also quite a big part of what we do because it sits across all four of those components of our business. And then resource sharing. And this is about all about cost cutting, technical expertise, content, audio, and then of course talent acquisition. We have got radio talent who write for the, our print publications, we also put content on to some of the apps we've created for other clients, um, as well as our hosts, MCs. You can see the bigger picture. They're working across the entire organization, which is quite successful for us. So what has Convergence done for our business? We've created alternative revenue streams, not just away from the traditional radio commercial. And I'm stealing this from a genius of a crazy guy, uh, if you've ever read the book, uh, Boredom Slayer, there's a section in the book, write it down, you've got to get the book, and I forget the author's name now, that's very clever. Um, unique selling proposition, no, he says unique problem solver, and we see ourselves as one of those businesses. Here we have the opportunity of media convergence for new business models, new channels, and we are forever trying to push the boundaries on that. 
And media convergence has transformed established services and enables entirely new forms of content to emerge, not just in one space, but now in many. It's eroded long-established media industry and content silos. We've taken that away and made it part of what we do. As much as radio competes with print, we do it together. And that pretty much is the Convergence 101. But there's no such thing as a free lunch, so I just want to brag. Thank you. We have lots of time for questions. Lynn, I see one from you. Lynn, be nice. I'll always be nice. My question actually is about the demographic, psychographic profile of OFM. Um, you said, I love the Central South Africa thing. I think it's beautiful. And I see that you have a lot of multicultural DJs and presenters. But in terms of your audience, and I mean, I know you're talking Bloemfontein and the Free State and places like that, which has maybe historically had issues in terms of Rainbow Nation tactics. So just, can you talk a little bit about how you are attempt, I'm trying to be polite, how, how, you, how, how are you attempting and how is the response to that being? Because you have got kind of people who are dichotomously in, inclined. Dichotomously. Was that subtle enough? I, I, I blame Ace Mahashulia, really. <laughs> now, it's a good question. So we've been on a drive for the last 10, 12 years to uh, reposition our brand, OFM, to be... And, and here's the thing. It's a, per, a perceived... We're perceived to be an Afrikaans radio station for Freestyle, which we're not. We're an a English Afrikaans, by license, radio station. 
but we do know what the perception is. So we've been trying to change that brand repositioning, and one of the choices in 2003 to change the logo was to take the orange away, because that color creates a perception of distance. You can wear that orange jacket, sorry, I'm not gonna take, take it out on you. Um, but the color orange, because of the orange free state and the unfortunate history of the country, that for us was quite important to shift away. The second thing is that we wanted, wanted to and, and have got a representation on air that reflects the people we speak to. So for us, uh, 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 tra uh, transformation is very a big part of our business, and we're quite, I would say, semi-successful. What we do have, though, is, is a struggle to get great and uh, uh, to acquire great talent to want to, and you're all going to laugh now, but please understand that Bloomington's a fucking great place. We don't want you there. Please don't move there, okay? <laughs> talent doesn't necessarily want to move out of the bigger centers, and that for us is the, is the hardest thing. The one thing we are proud of, though, is that as we've transformed the brand, some of our really great uh, black talent have left us but they've gone to Prime Media, they've gone to Jacaranda. Kenzie Vinko is one of ours. She is phenomenal, we miss her. But she comes from our region. And if it's our job to be able to build and be used as a training ground for great talent for the bigger markets, so be it. I think I've answered your question. Another one over here. My name is Napoleon Yanni, I'm from Zimbabwe. I wanted to ask, um, which of the businesses of the ones that you showed us, which one is the cash cow? And which one is the struggling one? Okay, so the cash girl, of course, is the radio station. But having said that, I'm forecasting the next six years, digital platforms will be that cash girl. Because the way we consume media is changing quite aggressively on the top end of the market, and that's where we, we are positioned. So digital platforms will become the bigger business that OFM will support. At the moment, the struggling business is Red Star, because it's an un Red Star, yeah, because it's an unknown environment. Also, the amount of, uh, of, of, of uh, um, cash available to want to do mass participation events in our region is not as big as what exists in the bigger centers. So you'll have, and I'll use them as an example, and it's, it's, it's just an example. It's not that they've done this. Like an F&B would rather spend five million here than they would spend 500,000 there on the same quality event. So this is something we grapple with, but we're, we're, we know what we know, and we use that information and those data sets to be able to establish ourselves to be able to try and build these businesses. Although Red Star's uh, strategic imperative within the central media group is a marketing services company to the rest of the group. It's a bit of a strategy to keep the money inside the organization without giving it to somebody else. Any other questions? Where's the bar? Oh. Thank you. How is your Red Star doing in the light of the fact that all the big agencies are either in Joburg or in Cape Town? Our focus is on the local market. So what we have got is capabilities and competencies within Red Star that we can give to our local guys, because they don't have it. The majority of our clientele from a local perspective is mom and pop shops. It's, it's, uh, it's historical family businesses. I'm a Greek guy, I'll give you an example. <laughs> I grew up in a shop, and if I didn't find radio, I'd probably still be sitting behind a till. But that historically all happens, okay? But I would not have learned anything by doing that. It's that kind of shop where you're going, but we've got the competency that can help you to build your business. So Red Star's focus is the region, not outside. Any other questions? 
Hi. Um, to add on to, I think her name is Lindy, right? Lynn. Lynn. Sorry, sorry, I heard Check her Twitter page later, she'll take you out for that. Pardon? No, don't worry, carry okay, on. Okay. Um, so just to clearly iron out her question and tying into like a, a talk that I attended, so which just said the power of sound. And so which brings in then audio. And then when you speak of Central South Africa, that's mostly the Free State primarily and parts of the Northern Cape and maybe... Northwest. Yeah, Northwest there. So then in terms of covering those demographics, though you did say that by identity or FM, for example, it's primarily an English and Afrikaans station. So in terms of with convergence at hand, so are there measures that you are putting across to just cover other demographics outside of English and Afrikaans? So in that area, um, languages which may be dominant besides English and Afrikaans may be Sisutu and Sotswana. Okay, that's a, that's a, that's a great question. The, the, to answer it in the, in the most organic way possible is, we are licensed to only speak English and Afrikaans. I can't do something else. We see massive opportunity in that space. But I'm only licensed to do that. We've got competencies I could do it tomorrow. But again, the license restricts me on being able to access those markets. Which for us in the radio game, and if anybody understands how ECASA operates, um, I must be careful now, um, <laughs> how ECASA operates and, and, and why the broadcast industry is so regulated, you'll understand that it is a bit of a control mechanism. Which I, we get, we understand. We want to grow as a business because we do have, when I say, okay, not grow, grow as a, re, as a, as a coverage area, but we are restricted by that by license. What we want is we want both those products. He, he was asking, are we restricted in the print space? What we want from a convergence perspective is to be able to speak to one market segment through focus. When you're trying to be everything to everybody, you're not going to be successful. So we want my radio uh, audience to represent the, uh, the print audience. Digital different, because the products can be different, but those two need to complement each other. Otherwise, we aren't achieving our goals. Focus is a key, key thing for any success. And we uh, evaluate our strategies every three to six months going, why are we doing this? It's shit. Dump it. Next because we can do that. Have I answered your question? Um, I, I like what you said earlier that, you know, the great thing about convergence is that it, you can try something, if it doesn't work, you can dump it, so long as you have that R&D budget. Uh, how much of your budget do you actually devote to R&D in order to actually, you know, put meat to that, to that statement? I feel like I'm in a board meeting and you're sitting right there. <laughs> Uh, great question. Um, there isn't an actual absolute amount. What we do is we do some serious research. Um, we, we've got an innovation hub, <laughs> throwaway word, everybody has one, um, where we get together maybe once a, once a quarter and we go, okay guys, today for the next day we want ideas. Because what's important within our organization and talking about our values is this whole innovation. Everybody's got innovation as a value, but if you don't live it and do it every day, then it's just a word on a wall. So what we want is, we want to come up with ideas that can build our business. So there's three questions you ask. The first question is, come up with an idea that can drive revenue, come up with an idea that can add value to our clients, and come up with an idea that can add value to our, li to our listeners, audiences, users. 
then there's no such thing as a shit idea. It's shit execution. So we come up with that. Okay, this is, we want to concentrate on this over the next three months. Can we do this? Okay, cool. Now go research how much it will cost. Where we are lucky is that our board are so supportive of our crazy ideas that they would then unlock financing to go do that. But some innovative ideas do not cost millions. If you know that you can start small and scale it out, you can achieve success. What many of us do as entrepreneurs, is we want the big thing immediately, and that's when you fail. But the other key thing is if you come up with an idea that's got investment and backing, and you don't focus on it, it'll also fail. You, you also mentioned that you have an, some SLA, and the assumption is that with the Free State uh, commuter radio stations. And how is that uh, working out? I think you're referring, we've got an SLA between OFM and Red Star. So Red Star's strategic imperative is to be a marketing services company to the rest of the organization within central media. But talking about community radio, we take training quite seriously. We, we spend about 150 hours a year. Doesn't sound like a lot. Okay, it's in our license, 150 hours. But this year, we, we spent about 220 odd and a half, <laughs> I don't know how they work it out, training the community broadcasters. So in, just in, in our space where we are geographically, because the area is very large. Yeah. I'd love more people to come to us for training, but it's just too big. So we, we, tr we get the, the community broadcasters from Corf CFM, CUT FM, Puck FM have come now and again. Uh, we are uh, The Rock in Valcom, Gold FM, Tema Neng, Radio Riverside in Uppington, um, Fall. Uh, we've had a few radio stations from Asiru come through as well, where every second week we're doing some kind of co uh, community broadcast training for two reasons. Not because it's just in the license. It's because where am I going to get my talent pool? Where's the next generation? So we train them, because there's also the perception, well, perception, crap word, but I want, to be a, I want to work on radio, therefore I can only be a DJ. No, you can work in the industry by being an accountant, by being a marketer, by being a music compiler, by being a producer, by being a news content provider, by being a, a, a journalist. So we've taken the entire organization, broken it up, and gone training, 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 training. Because we want to look after the talent in our region, because we want them to come work for us. Huge opportunities. And when we do have jobs available, after we know who we've tr trained, look, it's not in-depth training, it's just a lot of it, so there's some skills that you would learn, is that we would send those jobs out first to those people. So they're aware it's, that this job's about to come, and then we'll put it out to the rest. Because they essentially become part of our, our ecosystem and our family. More? So, um, you've already detailed how much uh, work that you've done in terms of just transforming yourself in terms of what it was and to what it currently is, but um, in terms of just imaging of the station itself, I mean, I stayed in the Free State for three, three four years, and I still get the sense that it still leans towards the old orange um, Free State type of thing as opposed to a more advanced, so how much of that um, informs part of the changes that you're doing. Um, and even then, when we're speaking about um, probably just exploring the, because I mean, in terms of demographics, in terms of numbers, there are a lot more um, people of color in the region, within that central area, would be interested in the kind of work that you do. But 
still there's a sense of alienation. So how much of that have you just looked into and if there's anything from, from that perspective? No, good question. I mean, the alienation part I think comes from, and if you're Afrikaans, I don't mean it as an offense. Afrikaans, the Afrikaans language, we've done a lot of research on that, is uh, offensive. But the sound, not what gets said. So if you listen to a lot of our presenters, they're hired on what they sound like, not what they're saying. So I refer to that picture that we put up earlier, the founding members of Radio Rania, as a suaprat, that offense. And I'm not saying it to offend, it's just real. We've done research, we've tested the voices, so we've changed the way that we acquire talent. That takes time, and then you need a huge marketing push to push that out into the market for that to change. Having said that, we also know where uh, the, the majority of our revenue lies. Okay, so we, we've positioned and we've looked at how the economy has changed and we have transitioned to where the economy currently is. It's not sitting over here all the time, it's, it's, it's over here. It's in that middle space. Um, but again, to, oh, he's left already, that's nice. That was, it was something I said. Um, is that, again, the license restricts us. I can't just stop speaking Afrikaans. I will lose my license and 132 people will lose their jobs. That's a bigger issue for us. If you're going for upper LSMs in that space, you are obviously trying, or not obviously, are you trying to attract a black higher LSM? Yeah. And, and then you really are talking um, cognitive dissonance or whatever. It's not easy. For us, it's not easy because of the history, unfortunately, in the region that we come from. It's not easy. And I'm the first to say, again, it's not easy. We could be so much better at it. And we spend a lot of time researching how we can do that, um, to be able to add value back to our shareholders, add value back to our audiences, and then also change the lives of our people in Central South Africa. Um, if I go back to the sales discussion quickly, the Central South Africa is regarded as a secondary economy. It's not taken seriously. Joburg, Durban, Cape Town, that's where all the money is going to get spent. So we have to also be responsible to ourselves. We can shift tomorrow if we want to under license conditions, but then we'll die. That's irresponsible. It's very much juggling it. Okay, my question just has to do with, I see you put a lot of thinking into everything you do. I, I'm interested in why the red star is not red. <laughs> and then the, <laughs> and the second question is, what does it take to, to, to be a CEO of uh, central media? What, Okay. <laughs> in the other slide. Just saying. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Sorry, your second It's Christmas. black in the other slide. Somewhere on the slide, yeah. yeah that's an old logo. Ah, okay. <laughs> Evolution, yes. Yeah. And uh, my question was, what, what does it take to be CEO of Central Media, managing all these things? It, was it your qualifications? Was it your experience? How did you get there? Oh, geez, you've got to ask the selection <laughs> committee about that. Um, I can't answer that question. What I can say is how to keep the job. <laughs> um, we're in, I won't say it's a unique position, but the people that work in that organization, the human capital of that organization is just exceptional. There is a value-driven strategy within the organization to be able to, 
to take away the clutter so people can do their jobs. There's a few things we don't do. We don't micromanage. Um, I might have the title, but it means nothing. I'm just responsible for more. We're all responsible for uh, together as a, an accountable unit. Um, how I got the job back to that uh, bribery. <laughs> it's the, the home of Ace, man. I mean, really. Uh, hi, sir. Uh, my name is King Solomon. I'm from Boston. I'm a radio presenter from Boston Media House. Great Two voice. comments and one question. Number one, I think you're a smart man, sir. Thank you very Number much. Number two, there's a billionaire funding all those, all those, because this thing is a conglomerate. How I see it is that if I were to put it in other business terms, you'd be, or the people funding all of this would be Richard Branson, right? Virgin Active, Virgin Mobile, if, in a nutshell, of course, in an essence. I understand why you would say that. Um, look, you, you, we're, we're owned by Caxton, who owns AME, who owns us. Caxton is Terry Mulman. Okay? But he didn't fund any of this. All these businesses came out of OFM. We saw opportunities here and decided to take our own money within our own business through the board's approval to invest into these. Nobody just gave us 10 million. Okay. Red Star took 50,000 rand to start. You don't need a lot of money to start smart ideas. It's all just about focus and you can't drop the ball. But this is the one business we've got, Red Star, that is agile enough to change constantly. Because we see where the market's going and where the competencies should lie and how we can help, again, to the unique problem solver. Our job is to solve people's problems, not shove advertising down their throats. And I'm only solving my problem in my back pocket. Yeah. That's not sustainable. You get what I'm saying? Yes, sir. And then my question is, okay, let me try and put you in a box. Would you rather have, in this analogy, two loyal listeners, two, every week at a certain, or the, at a certain period of time, maybe the breakfast show, let's do a six to nine, right? Or seven out of eight, which is tune in maybe Wednesday one, four Thursday. Which one would you rather have and why? Okay, so I'm not going to go with your numbers. I'm going to go with you the way that we operate. <laughs> Quantity doesn't necessarily mean success. What we have got is quality audiences that we can rely on, that are exclusive just to us, that we focus on. Um, if you ask, what does radio sell? We sell a quality audience to an advertiser. That's our job, is to aggregate people who are interested in your product. So it's about quality audiences, not size. And what we want is loyalty. So if it's two people just in breakfast, or seven or eight all over the place, I can't do anything with seven or eight, because I can't use that data set to understand who they are. So back to the research focused, if an OFM listener had to come out of that door right now, there'd be 35 female, married, insurance with my way or outsurance, or Suntum, <laughs> driving a Toyota, a VW, do you see how granular we're getting? It's literally a picture we've got on a board that we look at this and we've got a client who's got a problem. How can I address it here? That is the average call. But the reason she's female, and I love telling the story, is that, men, if you think you run your houses, you've been bullshitting yourself for years. The example is a guy comes home with a white Porsche. He can afford it. Goes to, to mommy and says, check the car. She goes, it would be nicer if it was red. 
gets in the car, goes back, comes back with a red one. Who made the purchase decision? Who decides where we go on holiday? Who decides where our kids go to school? That's why she's female. Quality, focus. This is what's successful for us. I'm afraid we've run out of time. Uh, I'm so sorry. There is another session after this. Um, Feel free to chat to Nick if you'd like to afterwards. It's been a very interesting conversation. Thanks, Nick.